everyone it is Minnie and a very very warm and happy welcome back to the podcast so it's like future Minnie here now and the episode you are about to hear is a um interview I did with the absolutely lovely Ria um and we talk about um her OCD we also talk about um an amazing play she's done all about OCD and um some other things as well and it's it's I really am really proud and happy with this episode um I just wanted to put a trigger warning in this episode we talk about mental health OCD we also talk about uh, POCD and harm OCD so just a little trigger warning um before we start the episode I really hope you enjoy and thank you for all your amazing continued support Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm here with the lovely Ria and we are just going to have a chat about um, OCD. So if you'd like to introduce yourself Ria. Hello everyone. Um, I'm Ria. I also have OCD Um, and yeah I'm just here to chat about my experiences with it and uh, some projects I've been doing I think. So, um, if it's okay, would you mind telling us kind of a bit about your OCD and maybe your OCD journey a bit? Of course, yes. Also, please stop me if I get too rambly. Oh, no, don't worry. Um, (laughs) Which I guess is good for a podcast in a way. Yes. Um, So, yes, my OCD. So, I think I've had OCD since I was five. I still don't have an official diagnosis because I've never seen it. I get this confused. Psychologist? Psychiatrist? One of them. <laughs> um, so I, I have, uh, I display very probable OCD symptoms, I think is the thing on the letter. So um, yeah, I've, I think I've had it from around five. Um, I didn't really know what it was, and I was just sort of known as Rhea the Warrior with an O. Not warrior, but <laughs> the person who worries a lot um, by everyone. And like, I sort of went through stages when I was younger of like obsessing I was going to die every day and like worrying. I, it used to be like a sort of joke with my dad that I would say to him every day, like, Dad, and he'd be like, You're not going to die. And I'd be like, Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, also, obviously, OC is not funny, but I like to laugh to deal with mine. So if oh, I no, laugh, don't worry, I can fully understand the full severity of the disorder. It's just my sort of coping mechanism. Um, yeah, so I sort of went through loads of those stages. And then I got like um, a pure OCD kind of time of my life from 15 to 17. Um, and that was sort of the most disturbing for me personally. I really didn't understand it and the thoughts I got were like um really like graphic and violent and just like really against anything that I would feel um but obviously not knowing what OCD was I just thought that was like part of me and maybe like what I wanted to happen and it was really stressful and I was sort of doing this play for college and I had to research mental health issues now at the time I'm not sure how but I didn't think I had any mental health issues I just didn't really understand what they were and I was reading about OCD for um ironically a play I was doing at college and I was like oh my god it's me like and it was Wikipedia which is obviously not reliable um but it was quite reliable that day and I was like wow I was reading about the sort of um violent intrusive thoughts and um 
I was like, oh my god, this is what I have. And I didn't tell anyone for ages. And then um, years later, I sort of opened it up to my parents about it. And um, when I went to university, I was like, oh, I used to have OCD, but I don't have it anymore. So, um, so I'm going to go and get some therapy in case it comes back. Little did I know that it had morphed into more OCD, but I just thought I was being a really good person all the time. Um, so I sort of went into therapy then, realised that it had never gone, and uh, backtracked it to when I was five. So I don't know if that really answers the question. But that's no, that's really absolutely perfect. Um, I just wanted to pick up on one of the things you said. Um, you said, like, everyone just kind of um, said you were, like, a warrior, and I feel that as well like everyone used to be like oh that's just what Minnie's like you know she's always worrying about everything but now I kind of look back at it and I'm like oh you know it wasn't it's not you know just that it was something else um so I can definitely relate to that um yeah and would it be okay if you can kind of talk a little bit about um what moral OCD means to you maybe and kind of how it affects you yeah, of course. So as I said, I've, I've had like mostly, most themes, I'd say, throughout my life um, at different times. Um, but yeah, at the moment I have moral OCD. It's mostly just pure and I don't really do any physical checking anymore. Um, but yeah, it, I think for me it's been the most insidious in a way because when I can look back at those sort of violent intrusive thoughts, there was always a part of me that knew that wasn't what I wanted to do and it wasn't me, even before I knew what OCD was. Like, there was a disconnect, if that makes sense. Um, whereas now, with the moral OCD, sometimes there's a disconnect with, like, am I a bad person? But other times, I am doing, quote-unquote, the right thing, but taking it to an obsessive level, or... Um, I'm taking responsibility for myself, but also everybody else. So it's really hard, I find, to do sort of uh, the exposure treatment because I don't want to do the opposite, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I found it really difficult, especially, like, uh, this year. So I used to have it, the way I actually found out I still had OCD was I had a friend who wrote a play about mental health and... Um, I was telling her I used to have OCD and we did this play together and I was like, oh, I don't have any more. And she was like, oh, okay. And then we started talking about comedians. So I was like, oh, I, I don't watch comedians. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I just can't watch it. If, if something's offensive, it makes me feel really anxious and I, I have to tell everybody I'm with that I don't like the joke. And she was like, that's OCD. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> she was like, so something happens, you feel anxious, then you have to do something to get rid of it. And I was like, Oh my god, I still have OCD. <laughs> she was just having a chat and it changed my life. So that's how it sort of used to manifest. I couldn't see if I saw something offensive, it was like I'd said it and I was somehow like part of it, yeah. even just by witnessing it. Um and obviously with T V and and it wouldn't be necessarily things that um I, I would sometimes misconstrue things to be offensive that were making a point. So um, for me, I study theatre, and obviously sometimes there's satire or people are making ironic jokes to make a point. Yeah. And my brain just would see nothing to do with that. So even though I can laugh about my OCD and realise it's my experience and that's my way of coping, if somebody else did that and I didn't know it was their experience, I'd be like, you can't joke about that subject. And that'd yeah. be it. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't see any grey area in anything. Um, so this year, 
what is COVID and there's rules and I don't know many if you if you also um, have found the kind of um, completely understand why we have it but the I found the kind of um, like the bus stops that are like if you do this this is going to happen yeah which I yeah. know is not aimed at me yeah but that that kind of like moral responsibility but before I knew it was in my head, now it is in my head still, but it's sort of never been harder to disprove. Yes, yes, to do yes. No, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, thank you very much. Um, so, no, that's all right. I told you I'm rambling. Please no, you're, you're, actually, you're a perfect, perfect guest. <laughs> Um, so Ria um, has done a play called I'm Just a Little Bit OCD and I actually um, recently watched it on Zoom and I thought it was absolutely amazing and would it be okay if you could just kind of describe a bit to the listeners kind of a bit about the play kind of um, why you uh, you know made it produced it and just a little bit of kind of just about the play in general. Yeah, of course. Um, firstly, thanks for coming to watch and for your <laughs> compliments. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, the play where I just started at college um, and we just wanted to do it. It started off as like a 20 minute project, really. We were thinking we all had to make a play um, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it about OCD. And one of my pet peeves, which I'm sure a lot of people in the OCD community share, is the flippant usage of the words. I'm just a little bit OCD. Yes. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't think anybody I know who has OCD would ever describe it as a little or just or a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life consuming <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was kind of ironic, didn't we? And it started off as like three monologues, and we just had a really lovely cast um, who worked on it with me. Um, and you know, some of them had experiences of the same thing, or new people who had. And we just worked together to create this kind of like really truthful, um, hopefully funny piece of theatre that will not only educate people, but also entertain them. Like, I, we really wanted to get in those key points about me, like, shatter the myths, but also not sort of do it in a way that felt almost like a lecture being delivered. We wanted to sort of make people laugh and then flip it suddenly. So yeah. they can sort of laugh along and then see the reality in front of them. So, yeah, it just kind of, it goes along with uh, some monologues, the actual play the, uh, is a little bit different to the Zoom version, so it's not obviously not on YouTube. It's a it's a live podcast recording. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the character on YouTube is actually a podcaster, and she's doing her first live show. Oh, and then it's okay. On stage and you see the sisters. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's an hour long, so there's like some things. If you ever come again, come again. There's so it's about forty minutes more. Yeah. Again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we just wanted to like really educate people about that, and um, and it, it's gone down really well. And the thing I found quite um, amazing is um, some people who have seen it who are maybe a bit older, and maybe when they were younger, like I mean, even when I'm 27, when I was at school, um, we were never told about mental health. Like it was never a lesson, never spoken about at school at all. Um, so some people who are older than I am um, have said that like how much it would have 
really benefited them to see something like that younger and I think yeah. that's so amazing to hear and really it's like our drive is to do that so we sort of allow people with OCD to relate to it but also some people without OCD who just get intrusive thoughts maybe don't obsess about them I've still been like wow I thought that was only me but even though it doesn't cause them as much distress maybe as someone with OCD they are still disturbed by their thoughts or don't understand what an intrusive thought is so it's been weirdly relatable to a lot more people than we initially thought which has been great yeah yeah definitely I think it will definitely um spread the word about kind of the misconceptions about OCD and um what OCD really is and it's you can't like be a little bit OCD or um yeah um so I was wondering has doing the play in any way kind of helped your OCD or um anything like that Yes, yes and no, I would say. Yes, I mean, for majority, yes. I get a little bit, I was about to say again, I'm mostly, I use that ironically. Um, I, my mostly flares up mm-hmm. a tad when I'm doing the play or in process of doing the play. And I think that's just because it's so in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the play is autobiographical, like uh, the themes and some of the intrusive thoughts are things that I've had myself. So I guess that would always in a way enhance it but as a process it absolutely helps I think I um I think you've spoken a bit about POCD on your Instagram yeah yeah yes I just wanted to um ask yeah so we really want that's like the crux of our play in one point we do talk about POC yeah and before the play, that was something I, I, I have experienced myself and I'm happy to say that because I know that a lot of people, it still carries a lot of stigma, obviously, because of the topic. Um, and that was something I've never told anyone. I sort of thought I would never tell anyone in my life. Yeah. Like, and I, I was like, I've got OCD, I was so open about the violent ones. Um, but we had a discussion uh, about what we wanted to come from the play and we sort of thought, for us personally how can we do a play that's getting rid of stigma but that I still feel a stigma about that that I don't want to talk about it in case I'm misunderstood all of the you know classic OCD things of what I misunderstood what someone thinks that we're saying something that we're not yeah, what someone yeah. understand. and then we thought we're just gonna have to go for it because because it holds so much over people because obviously it's such an upsetting and disturbing um, see that and just generally topic that um it was really important for us and that really helped me because once I put it in the play I then felt like that was a part of my OCD that I would be happy to talk like on here and say I've experienced all um I spoke at the OCD action conference um back yeah, in yeah. 2019 and sort of told 350 people by accident and then people <laughs> come up to me like I've never thought I hear anyone else say that they had like a, like thoughts like that and thank you so much for saying it and I was like oh it kind of gets rid of the power yes. by being open about it um obviously everyone's completely different and for me that that took me a long time I, I think for me that's been really beneficial to just sort of be able to talk about that and other themes as I would my moral OCD maybe yes yes definitely I think it's um so important to talk about like the themes we don't 
want to because that's probably going to really help um you know help others I know it's so like scary to do I feel like a lot of my intrusive thoughts um you know I could I would be so you know nervous to tell people but then I think it when you do tell someone it just takes away the power um from them and it just it really upsets the OCD when you tell people but that is like a that's a big win for you <laughs> yeah and also I think just seeing that the fear sometimes doesn't happen like I well when we started doing the play originally it was we basically were so obvious like as in normally with plays there's a bit of nuance you know and a bit of um like you don't have to say everything the character's thinking, but with that kind of work, we were like, we need to say every fact so that nobody misunderstands. You know? yeah. And the more confident we've become with the piece, the more we've been like, okay, if someone does misunderstand, then they can go and research. They can, you know, that we will be clear and we will be um, informative. But I think that was just OCD in itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely. I think have you found doing the podcast helpful yes do you mind if I ask you questions no yeah yeah, please do please do yeah how have you found it being part of like obviously your Instagram is amazing as well like the podcast how have you oh thank you so much yeah definitely it's helped so much um in the last like if you'd asked me a year ago I've not told anyone about my OCD um I just I didn't know really I I hadn't been diagnosed then um I just and now I'm like quite open about it so if I'm talking about you know mental health for someone I might drop it in there you know and I'm not kind of um ashamed of it because it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of um and I'm just yeah it's definitely I I help me so much and feel kind of more confident in myself about it I guess and talking about it and um you know I you always kind of get worried when you tell people like how are they going to react um but then I just you know remember like it's you know if they don't react the way I want then that's okay you can you know educate them on it kindly or but I think definitely talking about it takes the power away from the OCD and it's just yeah it's made me feel just quite kind of better talking about it there is such a nice like um I don't know if you've seen like OCD online community um and it's just helped me to connect with people online and definitely yeah talking about it has just opened a lot of doors and it's been very nice (laughs) um yeah yeah definitely I think the online community is amazing like yeah um, you know Chrissy Hodges yes yeah I got her um oh. book recently she's got a book yeah it's called pure OCD it's really good yeah see she she goes she goes there with any theme yeah she, she actually we put a very similar youtube um scene once we had, cut, had to cut it in the end um that was really inspired by her and the reason we cut it was because we basically um explained pocd for like five minutes and i think probably because we didn't want to be misconstrued yeah we were like, okay this is a bit much <laughs> um, but it was completely inspired by her way of you know explaining it explaining uh the difference explaining the fears and also sort of being like i don't know very 
open and I know, I find it very inspiring. Yeah, it? yeah, I think just being open is just, it's a very good way to show kind of what OCD really is and that it's it's a mental health condition, nothing to be, you know, ashamed of or anything like that. Yeah, I do find sometimes, I don't know if you've ever yeah, had this yeah. when you say, like I had very, very anxious at work once and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just having really uh, tough time with my OCD and then, you know, someone's like, oh yeah, yeah, me too. I, I've cleaned the fridge twice. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. Um, and, and obviously, sometimes cleaning can be 100% obviously, but the way yeah. it was said so flippantly, and they were talking about orange juices, I was like, no, I think we're talking about two completely different things. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. I feel like I open up and somebody does not. <laughs> yeah yeah and it just kind of makes your heart sink you're like oh I've opened up but then this has happened but then um then sometimes you get the, the nicest reply ever and they kind of just um kind of let you explain what OCD really is and you just like feel like really kind of happy you told them so kind of it's a risk um you always feel a bit nervous telling people but when you get that really nice response you're like you know it really makes you really happy yeah and I would say actually but for me personally I, I don't mind if somebody says to me oh yeah me too and, and it's obvious that they're misunderstanding I kind of see it as an opportunity yeah you know, yeah like, oh yeah I have OCD too and then I'll say something like you know um I've been rereading this email 30 times instead of I don't know, just making an example and they'll be like oh and then I'll be like oh yeah that's what OCD really is and then it can actually be a chance I think it's you know if you're comfortable doing it it can be a positive in either way sometimes yeah it can like spark the conversation I guess about um the real OCD definitely definitely um so what would you say is the biggest um misconception about OCD um, I think that cleaning, yeah. cleaning is always a part of it because I'm not like I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like clean. I am clean. I am washing my hands. Twenty seconds. Yeah. Um, but I think when it is just reduced down to cleaning and um, tidiness and almost like an adjective, like I've yeah. seen that mean. Yeah. It's not an adjective. It's very much confusing. You know. Um, yeah. It's just difficult because, on one hand, it's hurtful for people who do have OCD and they're seeing something that, you know, for me, um, it's something I have to deal with every day. Even if it's a good day, I have to make sure it's a good day by continuing to expose myself and all yeah. of this. So to see it trivialised is one thing. But then on the other hand, there's a reason why I didn't know I had OCD for 12 years, you know, and there's a reason why it took me another, God knows, eight or something to get help is because it's so misunderstood, yeah. the severity it's so misunderstood that people don't know that they actually have those for years yeah because nobody sees that portrayal and i think there's just a way ocd is almost i know it happens with other mental health conditions as well but um one of my friends was saying you know there's this company um that she sees and you know you see sort of like companies called like i don't know ocd cooking Cleaning, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know the sort of things, and, and I don't think. Well, I'd like to hope that that is just completely out of ignorance and not not an understanding. But that kind of thing is like, what? What? Yeah. Why would? Why would? You do that? Yeah. I don't know. Those TV shows, isn't it? Yeah. Cleaners or yeah. Oh something. yes, yeah, yeah. And I've seen like so many. I was on Etsy the other day, and um, 
I was looking at like OCD and like the, the amount of products like OCD, obsessive Christmas disorder, obsessive oh, cat disorder. Oh. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Uh, it's if so... I could swap my OCD for an obsession with cats, oh yes, oh, please. Unless it was a weird OCD obsession, where I was like, yeah, you know, but scared I was going to happen. So, but yes, in an actual, it's just so weird, isn't it? So yeah, weird. it's it's like your heart sinks every time you see it. I'm like, oh, just another kind of miss, you know, representing OCD. I just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, when I when I I'm planning a tour hopefully for my play next year, and I yeah. said to my cast, I was like, "Can we please get T-shirts that say I'm so OCD?" And then on the back, <laughs> where they would have like obsessive disorder, just no really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love like, that. They're like, "Yeah, do it." And I was like, "I'm getting." Yeah, like make it like merch. Yes, honestly, <laughs> because it's just ah, oh, so frustrating. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, so how would you describe OCD to someone um, who doesn't like really know much about it or hasn't really um, kind of heard of it before? Um, so I usually start with my own examples because I think it's easy to really, like relate to my experience yeah. when talking about it. But I sort of would explain it as, for me, it's usually a feeling stabby, I can't really explain it, it's like a stabbing, sinking feeling, that when I usually have um, an intrusive thought, or something makes me uncomfortable, it's like the feeling of hearing really bad news, or like, you just realise that you've left your purse, your passport, and your phone on a bus that's driving away, and you're stuck on holiday, like it's that level of anxiety, and I think that's the thing that I really try and explain to people, because when people say, oh just calm down, I'm like, it's such a horrible feeling yeah and I think that's why exposure can be quite difficult sometimes because you're like trying to purposely make yourself feel that way yeah obviously it's very beneficial but then for me after the feeling comes the debate I don't love a debate but my mind loves a debate going yeah. backward and forward for reviewing oh. I'm such a reassurance seeker so I probably say that honestly I, I'm so lucky that my boyfriend now he's read so many factions by his news it's like no yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well, no, 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 come on. Sometimes I just wheedle it into the conversation. I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, I think the uh, the compulsions, obviously, everybody's different. So yeah. you get the feeling and then the, the fear and the thought, and then whatever your brain has decided is going to be your way for getting rid of that feeling or thought, whether it be washing your hands, counting, you know, um, ordering, or, or, or I don't mean organizing because that sounds like the misconception, like order. Yeah, like yeah. Bad. <laughs> Reordering. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, whatever way your brain manifests, which I've done many of in my time. Um, and then but by doing that, you're feeding it, you're giving the thought more power, you're giving the thought, rather than just being a thought, you're putting almost, for me, it feels like I'm putting truth into it, I'm finding evidence for it, or I'm finding evidence against it, which is then creating doubt and making me, in a way, find evidence for it, um, and you're sort of perpetuating that, perpetuating that cycle, so it's going, you know, feeling, now I'm having a thought, oh God, now I need to do something to get rid of that thought, okay, I feel better. But because I haven't dealt with that thought, oh, it's coming back with a new theme or a new layer or a bit bigger. 
um, you know, same thing, different costume, and then yeah. the whole thing starts again. Yeah. That was probably the weirdest explanation of OCD. No, I, I really liked <laughs> it. I really like, especially the bit about kind of the feeling when you've like, you know, left something, your purse, your heart just sinks, that kind of feeling constantly throughout the day. Um, I think it's a really good um, way to describe OCD. It's hard because I don't know about you, but I yeah. think like, whenever I'm after, like, yeah. after an obsession, like in the back, I'd be like, that was classic OCD. Why is yeah, that yeah. But at the time, every time, I'm like, this is different. <gasps> this is the yeah. Thing. Nothing's ever going to be the same again. <laughs> it's very hard to sort of remember all that therapy in that moment. I yeah, guess. yeah. I guess that's why. Yeah. yeah, like to my mum the other day, I was like, um, I had a new obsession. I was like, Mum, this one's different. She's like, Minnie, you've said this for the last 20 <laughs> obsessions. And they're all, always OCD. I was like, no, but this one's actually real. It's a real threat. And she's like, Minnie, you say this about every single one. But it just feels, it feels so real. The threat feels so real. It's, it's just, it can be hard to know what's OCD. But then when you step back after the kind of the obsessions, um, a bit less um, intentional like, oh it was same old OCD all over again literally that's why I'm, I'm sort of really trying to just see that cycle as a cycle and take away whatever the thought or feeling is yeah I kind of feel like okay say that something's happened and it turns out it is real and it turns out I'm a horrible person and nothing be the same again that will if that's true, that would be the same, whether or not I do my compulsion. Yeah. And it's so hard to think that in the moment. Yeah. But I'm like, I had this thought the other day, and I was like, okay, so, I feel really anxious, I'm really worried about this, I could go and check, but if I do check, there's a 100% chance that my OC is going to get worse, or this thought's going to affect me. If I don't check, there's a chance it's true, but there's a much bigger chance that it's just OCD. Yeah, um, I really need to do that more. I think that's... A really good way to kind of um eat, like stop doing compulsions and kind of um reminding yourself it's it's same old OCD just um trying to trying to scare you yeah I mean it's much easier said than done yeah That's yeah, yeah. Easy, it? but it's quite a new way <laughs> um I think this is the last question I'd say but um um what should I do for the last question um so what advice would you give um to someone who's kind of uh newly found out they have OCD or um think they have OCD kind of and they don't know what to do or kind of what piece of advice would you give the newly kind of um people who have realized they have OCD um what advice I give I would say Definitely check out the OC community online, as you said, and Chrissy Hodges. Yeah. If you're, or even if you don't. Um, because I think there's such... Um, my experience of the OC community has been so supportive. I've literally made friends just from doing projects or going to the OC action conference yeah. or talking about it with people. And, and it's so refreshing especially when it is such a scary thing that, and sometimes can feel very isolating to talk to someone who understands to talk to someone that you don't have to explain what reassurance is you don't have to explain you have to do it a million times you can just say oh my god and you know i have friends um i could say the most absurd intrusive thought and they are like yeah and that's their response like oh yeah i completely get it yeah. and so i'd say firstly well not firstly but definitely reach out 
have um, have a look at the resources online. OC Action, OC UK, both two amazing charities. And um, on Instagram, you can find lots of things. And they also have really helpful things on um, both of those websites, I think, about how to explain to family and friends or information for family yeah, and friends, yeah. which I think is so important because it took me a long time to realise that my biggest compulsion was reassurance seeking. And, you know, for my... For my dad, he was one of my biggest reassurers. And that was something quite difficult for us to deal with together in the way that he's my dad and he wants to make me feel safe. And I've always, as I said, when I thought I was going to die, today, I've always gone to him and his natural parental instinct is to make me okay, you know, which is completely understandable. So I think getting that information out to parents and friends can be really helpful because now that he knows when I'm asking for assurance, he can actually help me in a way by stepping back and not giving it to yes, me, even yes. though that goes against his instinct. So definitely the family and friends thing was really helpful for me. I mean, I can only talk from my experience, really, but I would say those two things. And obviously um, getting help, going to your GP, mm-hmm. explaining that you have OCD. Doing that research as well can help you feel confident explaining yourself. Yeah. Because... I think it's so important um, to get a therapist or to have treatment that is specific for OCD. Definitely. Um, because unfortunately, in my experience, I have seen, um, I mean, therapy is obviously amazing, but when you don't know really what's going on, um, and if you get somebody who is a different kind of therapist or maybe doesn't have experience, basically, it can be quite difficult. Yes. You know, yeah. I've, I've been told, well, it's very easy to just Google something and think that you have it. And I'm like, yeah, but is it easy to write an entire play about that subject? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I'm going to try and not ramble. So my three things I would say, if I could, is going online, find the community, you know, get that information, know that you're not alone. As weird or disturbing or stressful your intrusive thoughts are there's probably someone who has had one similar or the same kind of thing and it's great to feel that definitely check out the charities um if you feel comfortable and you can getting that information to family and friends could be really helpful and going to the doctors and getting specific ocd treatment erp has been very good for me yeah yeah i need to get on my erp um game i just find it so like kind of daunting to look at it and like i because i know um part of the treatment you're gonna have to expose yourself to those fears you're gonna feel the anxiety but like i know it's gonna help me so much but i think i'm just the, the the idea of starting it is just so kind of daunting for me um and i keep like putting it off I don't know if it's helpful, you might, um, I don't know if this is helpful, but I found for me, um, it quite beneficial to like start with a lower anxiety. Yes, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it is, it is very difficult. I, I found it quite, so I waited a long, long time to get, to get treatment. And then when I got treatment, um, halfway through COVID happened, so I had a change. So now I can watch, you know, comedians all the while. And then I was suddenly realised that halfway through exposing myself to um, to comedians, I I was obsessing about COVID. So yeah. I'm definitely still on that ERP journey uh-huh. myself. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on it. I'm gonna soon start it. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I think that is going to be the end of the podcast today. Thank you very much, Ria, for coming on. You've been an absolutely amazing guest. And um, if it's okay with Ria, I'll link her um, Instagram if she wants in the um, podcast bio thing. And you should definitely keep your eyes uh, peeled um, for the play tour. It is, I really enjoyed um, the Zoom version and I would love, honestly, to... Um, see it in real life and yeah so thank you very much oh, Ria great. <laughs> if you would like to um follow the show's journey uh, my theatre company is called Concept Theatre and so if you search them on Instagram we'll be posting any info about the tour or other Zoom versions yeah <laughs> you definitely definitely check it out yeah um so yeah thank you again Ria and I will see you in the next episode bye thank you Hehehehe <laughs>